I get up every single morning. Every single morning I'm up in the world. Every, every, I'm not saying that to be proud. I'm just saying that that's what I have to do to survive. That's what I have to do if I want to hear. I don't hear the Lord. I don't know his thoughts. I don't know his thoughts. I can't act in his ways. I don't act in his ways. I'm done. Like it's just, it's survival, but it's love. Some mornings is an hour and a half. Some morning is 10 minutes. But it's got to be something because I need him. And so do you. Friends, today's message is fitting for this day. It's called Mary Mercy. And as we look deeper into the Beatitudes of Matthew chapter 5, there's more secrets to unshakable happiness for us today. As Pastor Robbie leads us through verse 7, blessed are the merciful, for they shall receive mercy. It's Mary Mercy. Here's Robbie once again with today's message. And let the truths of the gospel soak into your soul again. And you will say, wow, I'm so blessed. And therefore, I want to bless others with the life that I've been given. This is what Mary did. Mary, my soul magnifies the Lord. My spirit rejoices in God, my Savior. He who is mighty has done great things for me. Has he done great things for you? Can people tell? Can people tell? Can people tell? I'm not asking you to be happy, happy all the time, but I am asking that we live with a joy that underneath when people do ask us, how you doing, Robbie? That underneath, we're really trying to say, well, I'm really good. Like today's really hard, but I'm really good. You know, I've had a lot of moments of frustration with me, but I'm really, oh, wow, wow, I'm really good. Because the Lord has saved me. I was, I was at Bethlehem today and wow, Jesus Christ has died for me. He has come to live for me. He is, he is my everything. That's exciting. So I don't know about you, but this Christmas, like forget the shopping mall, I'm going to Bethlehem. Right now, listen, listen. Doesn't mean I'm not gonna shop, all right? So if you see me in the shopping mall, hypocrite, hypocrite, all right? That's not what I'm saying, all right? All right? What I'm saying is, is I'm determined for my heart not to go to some clothing store or some gadget store. I want my heart to be beside my savior in the manger this Christmas. I want the songs of Christmas to take my heart. I want my affection. I want my adoration. I want my love. I want my passion. I want my desire to be my savior. I don't want my affection, my love, and my desire to be in some empty worldly system of economics and nothingness. But you gotta fight for that. And you gotta choose right now that you're gonna dwell on God's mercy to be the one who's gonna see God's mercy through your life. It's called good news, a great joy for a reason. And you gotta fight for that. Hey, you wanna, um, wanna turn to Luke chapter one with me for a second? Matthew, Mark, Luke. Luke chapter one, thinking of the mercy of Christmas. I love going to Christmas stories, of course, in December. That only makes sense. I love Luke chapter one and two in Christmas. It's got the most stuff in it, of course. It's my favorite, my favorite. Isaiah nine is also incredibly precious to me. Luke chapter one, though. Here is Zechariah, who is the father of John the Baptist. That's good, a little Christmas trivia. It's good, a little biblical trivia. That's good. I do with my kids all the time. All right. Anyways, Zechariah, Zechariah, father of John the Baptist. Look what he said. He's prophesying here. Verse 76. He comes to the end of prophesying. Luke 1, verse 76. And he says this. 
He says, and you child, and you child, referring to his son, John the Baptist, you child will be called the prophet of the most high for you will go before the Lord to prepare his ways. The ministry of John the Baptist was repent, repent, Jesus is coming. Get yourself ready, prepare your heart for the savior of the world. He is prophesying over his son in the ministry he will take. He will go before the Lord to prepare his ways. Verse 77, to give knowledge of salvation to his people. John the Baptist preparing people, the savior of the world, the one who will grant salvation in the forgiveness of their sins. And it goes, why, why is Jesus coming? Why is God doing this? Verse 78, I love this. Verse 78, because of the tender, what's the next word? Mercy. You see that? Christmas is mercy, Merry mercy. Mary mercy, the tender mercy of our God. And what does the mercy of God do? Whereby the sunrise shall visit us from on high. The sunrise that comes, the darkness is dispelled. In the land they have seen a great light, Isaiah chapter nine. To give light to those who sit in darkness and in the shadow of death. The mercy of God comes to shine light. The mercy of God comes to bring peace, to guide our feet into the way of peace. Christmas is about the tender mercy of God. So I'm telling you this, if, if you want to forfeit blessing this Christmas, then set your hopes on money, set your hopes on presence, set your hopes on, on pleasure. If you want to forfeit blessing, do that. This week I learned that there's this video game called uh, Call of Duty Black Ops 2, apparently. It came out about a month ago. Get this, get this, get this. This video game has had over $1 billion in sales in 15 days. Okay, just think about that. That is more than all the top 10 box office movies combined in the same period of time. $1 billion in sales. This has set records across the world. A video game already has apparently, apparently it's logged over 150 million hours of play within the last couple of weeks. It's a video game. You know, sometimes I like to speak to certain sections of our church. I'm assuming there's not a high percentage of women that's sitting at home playing Call of Duty. <laughs> but there are some men doing that. And particularly, there are some young men. And I hope maybe teenagers, maybe in your 20s, I pray not much older than that. <laughs> Here's the thing, right? Here's the thing. It's a little bit funny, isn't it? But it's serious at the same time. What do, what do those stats tell us? Again, this, is, this is one example among thousands that we could pull up for our own lives. But let's just take this one right now. This video game is ruining lives. Like anyone who's going to be taking that much time and spending that much money, that is their treasure. That is their love. That is their idol. They are worshiping at the set of a screen in the midst of a fighting game trying to kill other people. That's a problem. And so I'll talk to our young men here right now. If that's you, young men, you have to understand what you're doing. You will not find your life being blessed. There is no way you're gonna win in this situation. Now, now, am I against video games altogether? Depends on which video game. Some absolutely I'm totally against. They're just flat out evil. Do my kids play video games sometimes? Sometimes, but I'm a parent right now. I'm trying to be a dad leading my family, leading my wife and leading my kids to understand from a very young age. Let's check out the heart for a second and find out how susceptible our hearts are to idolatry every single day of our lives. So I like to do right then and say, is that becoming an idol? 
And in my own life, is that becoming an idol? But let's let me miss the biggest point of all here. You will not be blessed apart from the ways of Jesus Christ. You will not be blessed if you move away from the mercy of the Lord Jesus Christ and focusing on him as well. Do not let your Christmas become anything about the love, the mercy, and the humility of the Lord. You know, the single most important thing I do at this time of year, and I hope any time of year, is I make time for God in my life. The single most important thing I do to get myself understanding God's mercy is I need to make time for him. So I sat down today by myself with a cup of coffee. Thank you, Lord. All right. And with some, with some scripture before me and a couple of books I'm reading of spiritual nature that really just fire me up right now. One of those come along, I expected Jesus. And I'm looking at the next two weeks and I'm like, okay, a lot of business coming on. How am I going to get to Bethlehem? And I'm planning in my mind the times I'm gonna go visit. I'm gonna sit there and I'm gonna, I get up every single morning. Every single morning I'm up in the world. Every, every, I'm not saying that to be proud. I'm just saying that that's what I have to do to survive. That's what I have to do if I wanna hear. I don't hear the Lord. I don't know his thoughts. I don't know his thoughts. I can't act in his ways. I don't act in his ways. I'm done. Like it's just, it's survival, but it's love. Some mornings it's an hour and a half. Some morning it's 10 minutes. There's gotta be something because I need him and so do you. You you, you gotta get time with him. If you don't get time with him, you won't know the blessing. Because from there, he's like, do this, say this, repent of this, love me in this way, uh, serve in this way, give this amount. And the more you know the mercy, the more you'll be blessed. And then you will rise up from your time with the Lord and you will say, Merry Mercy. Merry Christmas, Merry Mercy is what you'll be saying. That's exciting, man. That's exciting, so simple. Yet so powerful. Loved ones, you, you must understand the mercies you've received in the Lord if you want to be blessed. That is the gospel. This takes us to our final point, point number three. I must extend now the mercy I've been given. This is the heart of this message now. This is the heart of this beatitude. We've taken some time to get there, but I'm not, I'm not regretting what we've done so far. I think it's very important. Matthew chapter five, verse seven. Blessed are the merciful, for they shall receive mercy. Again, the heart of this message Have you noticed too in every beatitude embedded within it is the gospel. Mercy is the gospel. Poor in spirits being broken over the gospel. Mercy is Christmas. Mercy is Easter. Mercy is the gospel. Notice to our context in this fifth beatitude, and we can turn to Matthew chapter five if you kept a finger there. Notice our context here. This is the fifth beatitude for a reason. Those who are poor in spirit, they have been broken by mercy. Those who mourn, they are utterly aware of mercy. It breaks them. It it causes them to weep over the mercy of God. Those who are meek, they have embraced significant mercy. Those who are meek, the mercy of God has actually changed them. It has transformed them. Those who hunger and thirst for righteousness, they have tasted and are blown away by the mercy of God. So get this then, mercy, loved ones, leads to more mercy. Hey, mercy, being aware of mercy, being broken in mercy leads to mercy. I hope you get that. You will be merciful to others only when you've understood mercy personally. And this becomes the point of much biblical teaching. First uh, John 4, uh, we love God because he first loved us. What's that saying? It's recognizing the love, the mercy of God, which allows us then to love God back and love one another. 
Matthew 18, this is the parable of the unmerciful servant or the unforgiving servant. Remember that parable, Matthew 18? It's a crazy story. So this guy, he owes, he owes this king, he owes this king uh, 10,000 talents, which in terms of our money today, it's an astronomical number. Like I suggest, even in the billions he owes. There's no way he could ever, it's ridiculous sum of money, but he's forgiven of his debt. It's an incredible act of mercy. He's forgiven of his debt. He walks outside after being forgiven of an of a insane amount of money. He walks outside, someone owns him 20 bucks and he chokes the guy for the 20 bucks that, he, that he's owed. Like, how could that be? That's ridiculous. Jesus told this parable, what was his point? The point that Jesus was making was, how can we not forgive? How can we not be merciful when we have been forgiven and received mercy of infinite levels of value in the gospel of Jesus Christ from our sin. If we've been forgiven so much and mercy and forgiveness are so tied together there, how then can we not extend the same forgiveness? Look at um, Matthew chapter six, verse 14. Embedded within the Sermon of the Mount, Matthew chapter six, verse 14. Love to hear those pages turning. It says, Jesus says, for if you forgive others their trespasses, your heavenly father will also forgive you. Matthew 6, verse 15 now. But if you do not forgive others their trespasses, neither will your father forgive your trespasses. Forgiveness is at the heart of the gospel. Forgiveness must be at the heart of our lives. Notice the relation here, forgiveness and mercy. You wanna be blessed? This is, this, is, this is so simple. This is so important. You wanna be blessed? You wanna be happy in this life? Forgive, forgive. Hey, like, let's just do this for a second. If I say unforgiveness, does someone come to mind? Probably. If I say, you know, bitterness, resentment, anger, does someone come to mind? Probably, if not a couple of people. Now do this, associate your resentment and unforgiveness with the stress you feel when you see that person, the anger you conjure up as you're going through situations and circumstances and maybe future moments of this individual has hurt you so much. Consider the pain that you have subjected yourself to even when they're a continent away. Consider the anguish that results in our lives and the feeling that we actually hate, but we won't dismiss it. That's all based in unforgiveness. It kills us. And let's be honest, when we're full of bitterness, we're not happy. We're not. We're full of anxiety and stress and we're angry and we lack love. That's what unforgiveness does. It kills our blessing. But see, mercy and forgiveness, they come together. And the merciful are those who choose to forgive. Let me unpack this a little bit more. Let's take a mercy test. How do I know if I'm merciful? How do I know if God's growing me in mercy? Or where do I lack in mercy? Here's a few things that we can go through right now. Here's what mercy will look like in your life. Blessed are the merciful. How do I know if I'm merciful? Mercy, the merciful will, will look for those who weep and mourn. The merciful will look for the broken. 
uh, the lost. The merciful will look to alleviate suffering in other people's lives as the result of sin or just the result of pain and hurt. Mercy looks for those who weep and for those who mourn. Mercy does this. Mercy, we just talked about this, but let's just say it again. Mercy will always look to forgive. Blessed are the merciful because they do not hold bitterness. Hebrews 12 says that the root of bitterness defiles many. Here's the worst part about unforgiveness is that it often it, it spreads to the family and you have a, a wife who is, who is drenched in unforgiveness and it makes her so upset and angry. It hurts her marriage or hurts her children, hurts her, her loved ones. The root of bitterness defiles many. The merciful say, I have been forgiven everything in Jesus Christ. How can I then in turn not forgive? Now I say that and I, I know my own life, man, that's hard but God will not command from us what he's not willing to do in us. And by God's spirit, we can see forgiveness. I mean, have you really, have you really taken it that seriously? You've taken this to prayer and desired that God would give you a heart. You don't think he'll do, I think he'll do that. The merciful forgive, the, the merciful do this. The merciful will always look to restore broken relationships. Okay, Christmas time. Christmas time is a key opportunity time. Okay, think about it. Some of you are excited to be with family at Christmas. Some of you would choose another word. Maybe this is your time, loved ones. Maybe this is your time in the strength of the Lord. And because you've been forgiven so much in the gospel of Jesus Christ, maybe this season is your season to forgive. Maybe this is your season because you are filled with God's mercy that you desire to extend that mercy to those people who don't deserve it. It's not the point of they deserve it or not. The point is that you didn't deserve mercy. Therefore, we give mercy. The point is that we are to love. Maybe this is your time, this Christmas season, that you will do the unthinkable. You will say, I love you. You will say, forgive me. You will talk to someone. You will hug someone. Maybe this is your season to, to do an act of love because God loves you so much and he's calling you to extend the mercy that you've been given. Maybe this is your season for the first time in 10 years that you say, I'm tired of being so unhappy because of the mercy I'm withholding. I'm gonna grant mercy so that God will bless me in return. Because I've been saved in the gospel of Jesus Christ, now I get to realize the blessing, the fullness of that gospel granted to me by grace and mercy. The merciful will seek to restore broken relationships. Here's what the merciful do. The merciful um, think the best of people where possible. You will think the best of people. The merciful um, will not expect too much of people. The merciful will not hold uh, standards that are unreasonable. I mean, uh, there's, 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 there's grace there, there's love, there's mercy there. Now I gotta admit, just for some pastoral transparency, when I, sometimes I put too high expectations upon those people I love the most. At times I'm a difficult person to live with or a person to be good friends with or a person to be a child of. I think sometimes my desire is that I, I keep seeing what God wants to do in my heart and I keep seeing what I can, God will do in other people's lives that sometimes though that there's a good desire there, but the, the method is wrong and it lacks mercy. And so I'm like, how come you don't get it? How come you can't? It's, it's, it's great to say, let's strive for purity, but not if it lacks love and gentleness. Same with how I preach. 
There's got to be the tenderness and the humility and the love. I love holding the bar up high for you, but I got to do this with mercy to say, man, we're all trying and God's leading us and, we, and he's doing what he can do. And I'm not going to raise the, or lower the bar, but at the same time, there has to be mercy granted in this that we're, God's going to do it in us and, and we're doing one day at a time and, and, and he's done great things and he'll continue to do that. Not you stink because you're not there yet. That's not mercy. And so once again, I'm in a bad attitude this weekend where I'm just totally challenged. Are you? The mercy will show mercy towards people's character. Mercy doesn't jump all over a person because they have a, a flaw in their life and say, ah, I got you again. That's not mercy. There's patience with mercy. There's gentleness. There's, see, this is where the Beatitudes come together. There's meekness because you've been given so much and you have patience and mercy with others. Uh, mercy will be slow to judge. Mercy will be quick to show compassion. Mercy loves to help those who are struggling. Mercy loves to care for those who are weak. Mercy will show sympathy, uh, care for the hurting, for the weak, for the poor. Think of the Good Samaritan. There's a lot of mercy in the parable of the Good Samaritan. A lot of mercy there, a lot of love. That's how we are to be. Again, Christmas season is an exciting time to do that. Mercy will care for the souls of men. The sin of the world might disgust you, but it also hurts you in a good way. You are burdened, that's mercy. You break for those that are lost. You love those who are sick. You show mercy to those who are weak. That's mercy. That's the mercy that we are to extend. Now, I think I always have to do this at our day and age. Mercy's not mush, okay? Mercy doesn't pretend there's no such thing as sin, but it's how mercy deals with sin, which is so beautiful. It's the love, it's the tenderness, it's the mercy that we've been given again. All right, so do you see how essentially a merciful person, the merciful seeks to treat others the way that they have been treated by the Father. That's what we're talking about today. The same way I've been treated by God, I want to treat others. Think of Jesus on the cross, dying on the cross, a perfect man, did nothing wrong. Father, forgive them for they know not what they do. What? What is that? That's, that's mercy personified. On the cross, asking for forgiveness upon those who are crucifying him because they hate him. Stephen being stoned to death. Stephen says, Lord, do not hold this sin against them. What? How did he do that? Blessed are the merciful for they shall receive mercy. Okay, so mind renewal time, convinced with truth time, okay? Here's, the, here's the, really the, the bottom line of application right now. The more merciful I am, the more blessed I will be. The more selfless I am, the more happy I will be. The more forgiveness I extend because of the forgiveness I've been given, the more joy-filled I will be. Stephen, while being stoned to death, died with a smile on his face. How's that possible? Well, it's because he was staring in the face of Jesus Christ. And listen, listen, blessed are the merciful. He was about to receive in full the mercy that he was promised by the Lord Jesus Christ. He was about to be perfected with his savior. The merciful can die with a smile 
on their face. That's amazing. See the depth of the Beatitudes? It's not superficial, loved ones. What's God trying to do right now? God's trying to cultivate our hearts. He's breaking up follow ground. He's saying Christian, Christianity can't be this shallow life. It is deep, it is tough, it is hard, it is beautiful, it is spirit-driven, it is spirit-led. It is what God will do within you if you allow him to. You gotta clean the inside of the cup as Jesus said to the Pharisees. The Pharisees were so superficial. They were all on the outside. They had nothing on the inside. Jesus said, clean the inside of the cup and the plate and then clean the outside or the outside will be clean as a result. You can buff and shine a car all you want on the outside, but if the engine is shot, the car's no good. It holds no value. As a Christian person, man or woman and God, you can look the part, you can say the right things, you can dress a certain way, you can know verses, but if your inside isn't living the blessed life, You're missing the point. I'm missing the point. This is what Jesus wants us to see more than anything else. The inside, the character, the heart stuff today, the mercy that we've been given and are to extend. That's what matters the most. By the way, if you're wrestling with this, if you're experiencing some pain, even right now, good, me too. It's supposed to be difficult. God has torn us that he may heal us. God wants to lead us to greater things. So what an opportunity then to deepen our lives in mercy this Christmas season. Just just think about your life right now. The opportunities, even in the next two weeks, mercy through acts of compassion, mercy through tenderness and affection. Listen, listen, mercy through giving. By giving of the resources that God has entrusted to you, the merciful have open hands. The merciful love to be generous. I mean, what a great prayer that you could pray this Christmas season. God, would you lead me to one person that I can give substantially and generously to, to bless them in the name of Jesus Christ? That's an amazing prayer. Lead me to an individual that I know, and whether I give anonymously or whatever, but I will be able to bless that person as an act of of, of showing how much I've been blessed. Therefore, I want to bless others. The merciful give to God's work. Mercy through self-sacrifice. Listen, listen, merciful through your speech, the way you talk, things you say. A lot of mercy comes through our tone. Mercy through love. Mercy and love so close together. I'm gonna put a chart up on the screen just to end our time here today. I want you to see this. This is how I kind of want to frame this verse. Blessed are the merciful, for they shall receive mercy. Here's what, I'm, here's what I'm looking at right here, just to end. Salvation, you know, is not just that conversion, right? Salvation speaks of the whole package of when we are initially converted in Jesus Christ. And ultimately, our salvation is not yet realized. We are saved, and yet our salvation will be fully realized when we are with Jesus Christ face to face. Salvation then is conversion. Salvation is right now in our sanctification. Salvation is also in glorification when we are perfected. Glorification means that we will be rid of sin, glorified. And so think of mercy. Here's how mercy flows through Matthew 7. We are broken by mercy initially. We see the mercy of God. This is our conversion. We are overwhelmed by the fact that Jesus Christ died for us on the cross, that we are forgiven of our sins. It breaks us. But from there, you see, when you're broken by mercy, then you seek to live your life and extend mercy. 
And that's salvation through sanctification, which is growing more like Jesus Christ. If you're truly broken, you extend. And if you're someone who has received mercy initially, you're giving mercy, then you are guaranteed to be a person who will then ultimately receive mercy when Jesus Christ returns. And this will all be fulfilled through the life that you live with Christ forever and ever. All right. That's one way to look at this right now and to see Matthew 7 flushed out to say, I want to be a person who gets us mercy and gives us mercy and who's blessed by the fact that I'm called to be merciful for I have received mercy and I shall receive mercy. If you'd like to hear this message again or the rest of the messages from this series, you can find these free resources and more on our website at liveinthelight.ca. That's liveinthelight.ca. If you'd like to get a copy of the entire series, make sure you phone us at 1-844-22-LIGHT. That's 1-844-225-4448. Our prayer is that people are impacted by living the light. They would be renewed in mind, reinforced in faith, and resolved in will to live in Jesus Christ. I'm Craig Turnbull, and on behalf of Robbie Simons, we invite you to join us again next time on Live in the Light. 